Well, it's good to see you tonight. Please join me in Ephesians chapter 6. So I'm glad you're here. Let's get in this. Ephesians chapter 6 as we continue excavating Ephesians. And we are now at the place where the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, addresses child-parent relationships. Last week, we talked about the need for godly children. Remember, we're not instructed to raise smart children, attractive children, athletic children. But so many parents invest far more time in that than they do on raising a godly child. And we need to spend more time trying to develop godly character and instilling godly principles into our children than we are some of those other things. Amen? Uh, There's nothing wrong with those things, but they have to be kept in the right place. And we've got to make sure we're doing our parts. I emphasize to my children, I say to them, what's the greatest thing you can be in life? And the end result of that conversation ends up with me saying, the greatest thing you can do is just be a godly person. And I don't care what God calls you into, you have to be godly. Amen. Ask your children sometimes at the supper table, what's the greatest thing you can be in life? And you'd be surprised at some of the answers you get. I had fun with that the first time I ever asked my children that. They answer all kinds of wonderful things, but they kind of dance around the the obvious. And I told them, all of the things you mentioned, they're wonderful, but above all else, be godly. And we have to instill that in our children the best that we can. It doesn't matter how noble their efforts are in life if it's not godly. We want their lives to count for God, amen? And so it doesn't matter the effort if if there's not an emphasis on the Lord. And so after the matter of salvation has been settled, godliness will come about through obedience. And with that in mind, let's begin tonight by reading verses 1 through 4 of Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The way of godly adults begins with children learning obedience to their parents. And we see that children are to obey their parents in the Lord. There's debate on what that means exactly. Some take it to mean that children are only to obey godly parents who are in the Lord themselves. That's how some read that. Some take it to mean that uh, obedient children are... That obedient children, that's a quality of children who are in the Lord. But I think rather than reading that as some sort of limitation on on the obedience, whether it's in the Lord for the parents or for the children, I think rather we should look at this as it being the reason for obedience. We, We want obedient children because the Lord commands it. That's what the Lord wants us to do, and uh, we'll get into some of that probably next week. This ended up going much further than I thought, but children are to obey because the Lord commands it, and therefore it is God's will for children to obey their parents. And so the phrase 
in the Lord, it has to be in the text to call us to a higher standard. To call us to something greater than the world teaches. And it's also to keep ungodly parents from trying to invoke Scripture to say, well, you've got to do this because. And I don't think anybody in here would disagree that God does not expect a child to obey any parent who is commanding them to steal, to murder, to lie, to cheat. I don't think God would want us to clearly violate His Word, no matter our age. Now, I believe there is an understanding, and I think this is important. I believe there's an understood starting point in all of this, and that is that this epistle is written to believers. And I think that's important to consider when you read a verse like that. That it's already being addressed to those who are in Christ. And because that these are supposed to be parents who are already in Christ to begin with, they would not be so foolish as to uh, demand obedience contrary to the Word of God. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say as far as how it's addressed? Now we can see from verse 1 that one of the main characteristics of a godly child is that they are obedient to their parents. (laughs) Amen. If we desire godly children, then we must teach them godly obedience, just as our Lord exemplified. In Luke chapter 2, verses 51 and 52, it says, And he, speaking of Jesus, went down with them, and they came to Nazareth, and was subject unto them, speaking of his parents, But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. The Bible says that Jesus was subject to his earthly parents. He was in obedience. And he was obedient to his parents while growing up in the home of his earthly father and mother. If I say parents, don't come and try to accuse me of of something that, you know, anyway. Um, Just know what I mean. And even later, as a grown single man, he remained in obedience until the day he left home and started his public ministry, which it leads to a point of emphasis here. If you have adult children in your home, then I don't care their age, they are to live in obedience. It doesn't matter the age, if they're under your roof and you're their authority in life, they ought to obey you. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that this is countercultural today, that how dare we suggest that any child be put in subjection to anything, but the Bible says to do so. And if they don't like it, they can move out. I think I remember my dad telling me that. If you don't like the rules that come with the food and the clothes and the roof, then hit the road, Jack. You might have said it a little bit firmer than that. By the way, there are differences culturally around the world in this area for what's normal for children to remain in the home. And and I I bring this up because I get asked these questions. But I remember uh, when we were in Korea, and if I remember correctly, in South Korea when we were there, the the cultural norm was you remain single and in, in your home until about the age of 30. And that's just the way they did things. Except for, you could, you could chalk up the exception of the men who had to serve two years in the military. 
But after that, it was, it was commonplace to be in the home uh, for quite a while. And that was totally different from our situation. When we arrived in Korea, I was 20 years old, and we'd already been married two years. So we went completely against the culture there in Korea. So I'm just saying, I realize every situation is unique when it comes to your home. And I'm not here to judge if you have adult children still living under your roof. But without hesitation and without any reserve, I would tell you that if he's a bum, then you ought to light a fire under that sluggard and get him moving. It's my personal opinion that daughters should be treated differently. I know Adrian lived with her parents until we got married. And uh, how old were you when we got married? 21? 21. And uh, I married an older woman, amen. She robbed the cradle. But anyway, um, she, she lived at home until we married. But even then, she wasn't a bum. Um, she worked full-time, amen. That's where we met, actually. She worked full-time. It's my opinion, women should be treated more delicately. I'm, I'm not asking for you to agree with me. This is just, just my opinion. And uh, I've told my daughter she's welcome to live in my house unmarried for as long as she wants. And I mean that. I don't care how long that, that is, as long as she pleases. I'm not in a hurry to launch my daughter out into a sin-sick world, um, a sexually perverted world that I know what they'll want from her. And I'm not against uh, girls working as a teenager. I've been criticized um, by some here because my daughter has yet to work outside of the home, and she's now 17. Um, But I know my daughter far better than you do. And, And I can tell you that there are things that she faces that I know if she were to step out now, it would be such an onslaught that she would not be able to withstand all the wiles of the devil right now. And I'm just cautious with that until I feel as though she's grown in the Lord enough to stand and be able to um, abstain from some of those things that would be thrown at her. But everybody grows and matures differently. And some are ready, some aren't. And I just want you to know that. I'm kind of shocked that I get that criticism. But uh, that's just the way people are. But I'll tell you, she's not a bum either. She works very hard in our house. She does a lot. And I'm very pleased with what she does. And I, I, I just thank God for her. Um, and I wouldn't mind if she stayed in the house until she got married. I really wouldn't. And if she does, I'll assure you, she will be working in the home no matter what. I'm not going to raise a moocher. But as I said last week, don't be so quick to be so critical of another parent because guess what? You don't know everything. And you don't know the heart of that child the way his or her parents do. And you don't know the battles they're, they're facing. Don't make the mistake of looking at other children as you do with your children. I think this is one of the biggest issues. Is people tend to look at other children through the eyes of their children's personalities. But every child has different personalities, right? Um, Even in our house, all four of our children respond differently to discipline. They all have different personalities. I've got one child that I can look at and they'll start crying. I just know how to look at them, and they'll, they'll melt in repentance. I got another child. It doesn't matter how many times I whooped him. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And he'll just not care out of spite. You know what I'm saying? 
And then I got them in between. So they're all different is all I'm saying. They all have different personalities. Now, my daddy woke me every day just to be safe. Some of y'all had that kind of upbringing. Um, my dad just didn't even ask. He's like, hey, we got an appointment, son. And uh, anyway, I'm only teasing there. But now what about boys? Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Well, they're a different story. And again, you don't have to agree. But I told them they can live at house unmarried as long as they want, but that they will keep doing chores. They will pay rent, pay utilities, pay for food, pay for the gasoline, pay for their insurance, pay for their phones. They will be paying for everything. And they will be paying for their way, their own way at a certain age. I'm not raising bums who are going to sit in the basement, play video games during the prime of their life when they ought to be learning work ethic because God willing, one day, they're going to be responsible for their own family. Well, if you do all that with your boys, then they'll want to move out. You got that right. (laughs) They can live at the house, but eventually they're going to look around going, wait a minute. I'm paying for everything already. I'm done with this, and I'll just... If a man doesn't work, he doesn't need, amen? And in both cases, my daughter and sons, all are expected to obey the rules no matter what, and no matter their ages. So long as they are under my roof, they will obey. And if they want to rebel against that, then I'll just let them know not to let the door hit them on the way out. I had a good talk with them recently. Something had come up, and I, I, Adrian, I don't know if you'll remember this, but something came up about a lack of enjoyment with one of our rules. And it, it wasn't anything bad, honestly. It, it wasn't something that they were disagreeing with biblically. It wasn't, wasn't something they were even really rebelling against. It was just... Um, Wanting some clarification, maybe. They questioned it nonetheless. And, and by the way, I expect that from children at a certain age. There, there, there comes a point that because I said so is no longer the right answer. There comes a point now where you have to transition that to, let me give you the principle. Let me teach you the, the reasons and give you some, some instruction beyond just because I said so. Um, that works for a season. Anyway, it was just one of those rules I have. It's, it's something that maybe in your home you don't take as far, and maybe you take it further. It, it was just one of those things that years earlier they would have cared less about. They wouldn't even really brought it up. Uh, I don't even think they would have thought to question it. So simple. It had no bearing on their character or anything like that, other than if they chose to obey it. But no one was being ugly, and, and, and I remember this coming up, and it may have only been the two oldest children now that I think about it, Uh, My two oldest are 17 and 15 now. And I explained to them that their distaste for this particular rule, maybe even some other ones that they had not mentioned yet, since they have begun to mature, uh, is because God has put it in their heart to leave the nest one day. And eventually those rules get to where it's like stirring the nest. Remember we preached about that a long time ago on Sunday night? Um, the, the, the mama eagle, the, the daddy eagle, they're rearranging the nest. The sticks are getting uncomfortable because they want them to get uncomfortable and fly. And without that, they would just sit in this bowl of a nest. And so, hey, it's okay, kids. I get it. I understand what's going on. I was there once, believe it or not. And, and all it is is God's way of motivating you to, at one point, to leave our house. 
That's how God has designed it. A man shall leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife. That's, that's God's plan. And so it's okay that they have a desire to leave. If I could put this on one of the lowest levels, eventually we want to take out our own garbage. Right? I'm tired of you telling me to take out the garbage. Okay, well, when you get your own place, you're going to have garbage you have to take out. Yeah, but it'll be my garbage. I know that's a stupid example, but I'm just trying to put it way down low here. Uh, we want our bathroom. I don't want to share a bathroom anymore. Well, don't get married. <laughs> and we want our stuff. Are you with me with what I'm trying to say here? In short, it's this. There comes a point where we want our independence, right? But I thought you just said that your children are welcome to stay. Yes, they are welcome to stay, but they are not expected to stay. <laughs> I expect for the day to come when they move out on their own, have their own lives, and then they go on to repeat the same cycle that we all have. That's how life continues. Look, Adrian and I had six glorious years of marriage with no children. And I look forward to that again. When we get to do whatever, whenever, without any thought of anybody else. And I miss those days of 9 o'clock in PJs driving to Dairy Queen to grab a peanut butter parfait. <laughs> it's just a beautiful time. And I look forward to that again. You can say amen right there because that's what I'm looking for. Well, that was a long sidetrack from our text. But children are called as Christians, to be obedient to their parents. Now, we see that children are to obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's normative conduct for children to obey. I know the schools are starting to breed some of this out. But what's interesting is, you can go to anywhere in the world, and you can go to any culture, whether they have religion of any form, or whether they have no religion, and you can go to any culture anywhere on this earth, and you will not find any place where disobedient children are honored. Even with various locations having different definitions for what's right and what's wrong, what's moral, what's immoral, even though those things vary across the spectrum, some people may think that a certain behavior is decent. Another might think it's indecent depending on where you go. But with each culture's boundaries, no matter how pagan, you will not find unruly children being elevated. It goes against the laws of nature. It goes against the law, the law of God written upon the heart and the conscience of mankind. It would never make sense anywhere to do that. Hey, did I tell y'all about my kid the other day who just hauled off and hit me in the face? Man, it was so wonderful. And then they, they spit on me and they kicked dirt on me. And uh, We don't do that, right? We don't brag about them getting in an umpire fight. That's what I was thinking of when I was explaining that. We, we just don't brag about those things. It, it, goes against, it goes against all common sense. When the Bible says, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, that word for right means it's equitable. It's just. It's what makes sense. It just makes sense. Right? It doesn't make sense for a brand new airman to uh, go up to the colonel, the wing commander, and tell him what all he's doing wrong. That doesn't work. It's abnormal behavior to have disobedient children. It dishonors the parents. 
It's never good. And when you see this on display out there in the world, you think, good night. When the Bible says this, that's what God means, and He's serious about it. In fact, under the old covenant in the nation of Israel, listen to what was recorded in the law of God. Deuteronomy 21, 18 through 21. If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chast, uh, chastened him, he will not, excuse me, or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him, will not hearken unto them, then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of his city and unto the gate of his place, and they shall say unto the elders of his city, This our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. So this is an older child here. And all the men of his city shall stone him with stones that he die. So shalt thou put evil away from among you, and all Israel shall hear and fear. God put a standard in place in Israel, which he knew would help to determine the stability of the nation. It started in the home. Amen. If they were raising godless children, the nation would eventually fall. Because once morality fails in the children, the succeeding generations get more and more degenerate. We're seeing it now. We're living in it. It gets progressively worse unless there's revival. Now, before we go any further, I need to mention that if we're going to raise our children right, we need to make sure that we as adults have our relationship with our parents right. As much as is biblically possible. Maybe you, you need to make amends for your disobedience during the years when you were still in the home. Maybe you need to work on honoring your mother, your mother and father even today at your age. Whatever area you may need to work on or strengthen, then you need to do so because we reap what we sow. And so just keep that in mind. How is your relationship with your parents? We're not going to get to everything I can tell here, but why is this matter of obedience so important? And I want you to get this. Because a child who cannot be obedient to a parent that they can see, will not be obedient to an authority they can't see. This is why it's so important to have children obey. And I know in my life, I began to understand in my teenage years how my upbringing is what made it that much easier to understand my relationship with my heavenly father my need for obedience, and the fact that there are consequences for our actions. You have to let your children know that. There has to be a respect for authorities in their life. Why would a child be obedient to God, who is their ultimate authority, when they've never really been made to be obedient to any other authority in their life? Does this make sense? It's like the, the young couple who are doing everything wrong going into marriage. If you're not honoring God's word before marriage, what in the world makes you think you're going to do it after marriage? Now, here's what I've observed. Because we think our precious offspring didn't agree with someone. 
because they got their, their feelings hurt. Then as parents, they go right along with it, unknowingly promoting disobedience to authority in their child's life. It's okay, baby. Was that teacher mean to you? Did he talk ugly? I'm sorry, honey. Did the preacher try to teach you a godly principle that you just didn't like? Did it hurt your feelings? Don't worry, mama's here. There are some that I earnestly pray for because I can see disobedience all over their face. They already have a disrespect for authority, and some of that came from the example of parents. But I want to tell you about the real world. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you agree or not. The right thing to do is just to obey. We need to be teaching our children that if someone is in an authority in their life and they give a command, then it's to be obeyed. So long as it's not illegal, immoral, or unethical. They need to obey. But some children have their parents so trained that all the child has to do is poke out the poochie lip, get the waterworks going, and then parents will immediately side with the child and get them to look at authority as something that's wrong. And if that's you, you're setting your child up for failure. The real world doesn't care what you were back then. Amen. Oh, you don't understand. I was the class valedictorian. So what? So what? And we have to let our kids know how the real world is, and they have to learn to deal with it. And if every time we come running to them and saying, it's okay, get mad at authority, we're teaching them that they don't have to deal with things when it comes their way. And then they get out there in the real world, and the big bad boss man says something to them, and they get their feelings hurt, and they want to go run and hide, because the real world turned out to be something they never thought it would be. Because we coddled them along. Are you with me? When our children first started attending our academy, they would make comments to us about the leadership decisions, the rules, the guidelines, all the rest, Brother Brock. This ACE nonsense. When our children first started attending, you've got to remember that my wife was homeschooling them before then, and it was not the most regimented homeschool environment. We had one of those homeschools where you wore pajamas and drank hot chocolate while in North Dakota, and then in Mississippi, they wore pajamas and drank lemonade. It was not regimented. But when they got here, we enrolled them in the school, and now it's a much more structured environment. There were disagreements with this and with that, complaints here and there. But this is what we told them. We said, Mr. Brock is your authority at school. And it didn't matter if they liked it, how he did things or not, so long as it wasn't unethical, immoral, or illegal. And that they needed to shut up in color and obey because that was their authority in life. And I can tell you now that my children love the academy. They actually look forward to when school starts back up after summer. They love their teachers. But what if I would have just said, or sided with my children and said, It'll be okay. I'm the pastor, and therefore I'm the school administrator, and I'll take care of Mr. Brock. We'll, we'll, we'll get this worked out, and, and he'll start treating you the way you ought to be treated. 
they would have never learned obedience to authority. They would have learned that they can make me react to them. How they want life to be. Now, listen to me, parents, because this is where many go astray in their parenting. They end up agreeing with their child's disapproval of certain authority figures in their life. And instead of teaching them respect for authority and obey God-ordained authorities in their life, they give them more ammunition to grow bitter as they grow older in their heart towards authorities. And eventually it's all going to boil over into this explosion of anger and disappointment and disobedience. And parents say, well, I don't really like how he handled that. Okay, but was it illegal, immoral, unethical? If no, then teach your children, you got to obey. I didn't particularly like the way the drill instructor treated me in basic training. I didn't particularly like the way my parents treated me at times. Now I understand it, but at the time I didn't. There's always been bosses that treat you the wrong way. That's life. But what ends up happening is parents rebel against the same authority because no one's going to talk to my child that way when really nothing was ever done wrong to begin with. And so they leave church and they leave the ministries and uh, they find something more lenient, something that'll be more compromising on our Baptist distinctives. And then they wonder why their children grow up and question the whole thing. They never go on to stand for Christ. And it takes many years of hardship until they get it right. In fact, I've witnessed they typically fall away and they begin to question it all. Is God real? Why a Baptist church? Why this King James Bible? Why the hymns? I'm telling you. I've, I've, I've talked to them. This is just not my opinion. This is fact of, of those I have dealt with. And it's no wonder because as a parent, we never taught them to obey authority. You taught them that they deserve what they feel they deserve in life. And when they didn't get what they wanted in life, their bubble busted. And now they're learning the hard way what you should have taught them when they were a child. And like it or lump it, there are times when respect is due to disrespectful people. That's just life. There are times when you just have to say, yes, sir. We must teach our children obedience to authority. And do you know when that starts? It starts when they're in diapers. That'll have to be for next week. Let's pray.